I definitely like rooms with character. I love mixing materials. So I love like marble with ceruzed oak mixed with, you know, rustic wood. I think that adds so much character to the room and it's not just, you know, a sleek gray cabinet, but it's mixing the sleek gray with like maybe a rustic floor and some, you know, exposed ceruzed oak shelves and, and layering it and then the marble slab, you know, layering it all together, giving rooms personality. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest Podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses, hotels, shops and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and people mentioned. And if you're doing up your own home, hopefully you'll pick up some tips for yourself. Ashley Stark-Kenner is creative director of Stark Carpet and Fabric Company, founded by her grandparents in 1938. Stark has been synonymous with the finest floor covering since its inception, a go-to resource for top interior decorators for decades. Ashley, welcome. Thank you so much for being a house guest. And it's lovely to talk to you from your home in New York City. And I am in London, in the Stark showroom, actually, at Design Centre Chelsea Harbour. So I am surrounded by your work and your genius. So when the world is functioning normally, what do you love about coming to London? Uh, I love to come to London. I love to travel in general, but London has a special place for me, especially because I love coming to the showroom and seeing what's going on in Chelsea Harbor. I just love the energy and the beautiful architecture. I love going to different restaurants and going to the shows, and I'm always inspired by my travels. So London obviously is one of the top places, and I miss it so much, and I was supposed to come in the spring, and then everything hit, and now I'm devastated, and I hope I can come soon. Now we hope so too. Where do you normally stay? The past two times that I've been there, we stayed at the Claridge's. Beautiful. Are you one of those people that being such a creative person, do you kind of go into a hotel room and go, oh, you know, I'd move that or I'd I'd put my carpet here or they could do this? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Although usually London is the end of my travel. They always usually go to Paris first and I'm always so tired. I I come home and I I come back to the hotel and I'm just happy for a really nice bathroom. Yeah, I I can understand that. So tell us a little bit about your own personal design style. So the first time I was ever published was Domino Magazine and I was in my 20s and they coined me the rebel traditionalist. And I feel like that is a very good way to describe my style because I'm not traditional, but I'm not modern. I'm somewhere in between. I have a little bit of a beachy French flair I, you know, I like timeless design that's not going to go out of style, nothing too trendy, but nothing overtly traditional. And um, I just sort of, you know, like, I like to live, I have three kids, so I like to really live, not, not casually, but I know which rooms are formal and which rooms can be really lived in. And I think it's just a mix. Everything's eclectic. There's not one style if you see my past homes that I stick with, I really, I, you know, I love vintage pieces and I love collecting antiques and mixing it with, you know, some new, newer trends to pull it all together. And I was looking at your home, which was photographed by a magazine. I think it was in your dining room. You have this extraordinary table with what looks like sort of two great big oak trees as bases with a glass top. Is that still your dining room? It's not anymore. That was my old apartment. I renovated that apartment. It took me a year and a half to do. 
and I moved in without a dining room table. And for some reason, I could not find anything. And I scoured all the shows. I usually travel for Maison and Focus and everything. And I found this man who makes tree trunk bases. And I had him and I worked together and we designed. So it was two huge whitewashed tree trunk bases. And then I did a custom zinc top. And that was my old dining room. I actually lived there for six months without the dining room table because it took me that long to figure out what I wanted. And I've moved and my house actually will be coming out in AD. So you can see my new dining room table. Ah. Also designed one. <laughs> I had a very specific mind, but um, the vibe is a little bit different. I actually have that table in storage and it can go outdoor. And I'm hoping one day to have a beach home and I will put that outside in my beach yeah. home. That was amazing. amazing. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's absolutely stunning. So tell us a little bit about your role at Stark. So obviously it's a family business, some third generation with my cousin Chad Stark. And my primary role is obviously creative. I do a lot of the buying. Like I said, I go to a lot of the shows. I do a lot of product development. But then being a family company, you know, I do a lot of the business side as well. We sit in the business meetings and, you know, monthly accounting meetings and I help with the design of the showroom. So there's a lot, I, I really wear many hats, but um, my primary role would be anything creative. So advertising, marketing, you know, PR, I obviously run my large Instagram account. I help with the Starks Instagram account. So really anything that has anything to do with creative and I, my passion is really sourcing and designing new products and I love the advertising side of it. So I would say the primary focus is. And you obviously have a, a love of fashion. How does that influence your work? So fashion is my second love and I've always used that as a springboard into interiors. I think it's very closely related. I think that I love to see the trends and how they'll translate into a home. One of the, you know, one of the things I used to always do was how to make an outfit into a, into a room. So I just think it's so closely re related, especially like you, your personal style should be also reflected in your home. And I think, you know, fa I always say home lags like six months to a year behind fashion. So if, we, if I see lots of, you know, deep blues, I know that that will be an up and coming color in the home world. So I just think it's closely related. Also, I'm inspired by fashion. I'm inspired by the fashion shows and looking back on fashion and fashion through years. So it just, to me, is a very easy transition to home. So looking ahead, can you tell us what you see as any forthcoming trends? You know, I think the biggest trend right now is not necessarily like color or pattern. I think it's comfort. I think people are living in their homes for the first time in a really long time. I think COVID slowed everybody down, made everybody look around at where they're living. So many people I know either, you know, bought second homes or redecorating or making home offices or making the house more comfortable and just more livable. I mean, people are entertaining at home. They're not eating out as much, especially in the U.S. where a lot of the things are closed. So I think the trend is comfort. I think the trend is really making your home a place where you feel like it's a haven and you can really live and not just necessarily so formal and having these like formal dining rooms. I think it's going to be a place for homes and families. And I think that's the biggest trend that I can say besides picking like a color or a feel. It, it, it's not, it's, it's going to be livable. And that, that to me is the biggest trend. 
yeah so how do you think that the industry has changed over the last few months and moving forward what do you think the biggest changes will be unfortunately i think a lot will be more online i think people will i mean i'm hoping not because we have showrooms everywhere but i think a lot of sampling will be done via mail and people will want to be able to not necessarily i don't think the showrooms will ever go away but i think they'll still they want to look at the product range online so that they don't have to necessarily go into a big place just because of fears of COVID and what is going on with the world. But everybody I've spoken to, all the designers, everybody's so busy and there's so much energy in our industry right now. And like I said, the, the biggest trend I think in the world is how people are living at home. And I think that's just, just gonna translate and fuel our industry and, and hopefully keep it going stronger than ever. So. Yeah. I think also, I mean, just coming into the harbour today, you know, they've worked so hard to make it a safe place. You know, you don't it that you don't feel like you're you're going into somewhere that hasn't thought about making everything as safe as possible. And it's just lovely. You know, you've got such a beautiful big showroom here, and to actually see all the carpets and all the designs and feel them and touch them. I mean, it's it's a very inspirational space. I think it's so important. I mean, personally, that's how I shop. I like to, I'm tactile. I like to feel it. I like to see it. You know, it's hard if you're not in the showroom because you, you never know what you're going to see. There, there's, you may go in looking for a Moroccan rug and come out with a beautiful silk hand knotted rug because you saw it and found it to be inspired. You won't get that online. So I'm, I'm hoping people will feel comfortable enough to come in or, or rely on their salespeople to be able to shop and inspire them. But I really hope that people do feel safe. And I know that all the the, the design centers across the, the world are doing the same thing. And, you know, you can also make special appointment and, and have the showroom to yourself and, and feel like a bespoke personal appointment, which I think is great. And I think people, you know, should feel safe. I think everybody's done what they can. I just, I hope the industry doesn't swing too much that way. Yeah, no, it's, it's important. Um, so you have the most beautiful Instagram account, which is also very inspiring when it comes to interiors and using rugs. How do you decide what to share on Instagram? So people ask me this all the time. I literally fly by the seat of my pants. I <laughs> find what inspires me and what I am loving. And that's what I post. You know, I always have like a backup of 20 images that I want to post that day. And I never, never what I thought I was going to post. It's just sort of you know, what I'm vibing that day or what is inspiring me. But I think that's what's so nice because then it's very personal. You know, it's kind of really feels like it's just from the heart. And that's really what it is. I really just pick things that I like or that I find to be inspiring. And this is, you know, that's all this ever was and all it ever was meant to be, just what inspires me and that's what I show. I've got a picture of the Synthesis Jubilee rug at the moment. And I wanted to ask you, because there's a piece about it being one of your favorite rugs. I mean, it, it looks so beautiful in this kind of, like, it looks like a piece of art and it's in quite a sober interior. Do you, do you have a favorite design when it comes to a stark rug? I mean, that's, that's such a tough question. I mean, you're <laughs> sitting in the showroom. You can see how many patterns. I don't know. It's like choosing your favorite child. I know. It's so surprising when they come into the showroom how much we have and how much is in the showroom and how many samples and skews and patterns and colors. 
So that is such an impossible question. I do always love Leopard Rose just because it's something that's sentimental and special to me and it was designed by my grandmother. And I think it's, you know, timeless and there's really not anything like it. And I think animals are having such a moment right now too, animal prints. So if you had to force my hand, that would be my favorite just because of sentimental value. But I do love Jubilee and I love anything blue and I love anything heavy with heavy textures and um, different qualities. And it's just... It's too hard to say, but leopard rose for now. And tell us about the other things you love and hate. I mean, are there furniture styles you hate? When you walk into a room, is it, are you drawn to the flowers or to the tableware? Or tell us about the things that you really, that really you adore. I definitely, and I say this all the time on my Instagram, I think flowers and plants, they can change a room so easily. And it's not expensive, like changing a big couch it brings so much life. It brings so much character. So to me, I'm definitely drawn to floral arrangements. Um, I don't love one look. I don't want to walk into somebody's house and say, oh, like this is all the same and then go to somebody else's house and be able to see the whole thing. That's why I love antiques and vintage pieces because I think it's all about layering and creating your own personal style. So that would be the one of the only things that I don't love. I'm, I'm not into the ultra modern because it's just to me feels cold. I like modern, but not in a cold way. I definitely like rooms with character. I love mixing materials. So I love like marble with ceruzed oak mixed with, you know, rustic wood. I think that right now is sort of where I'm, I am visually. I think that to me adds so much character to the room and it's not just, you know, a sleek gray cabinet, but it's mixing the sleek gray with like maybe a rustic floor and some you know, exposed ceruzed oak shelves and, and layering it and then the marble slab, you know, layering it all together, giving rooms personality. And where are your favorite cities for shopping when you're going looking for all these pieces? I mean, Paris. Paris will always <laughs> have my heart. I usually go once to twice a year. I missed it this year because of COVID. And I'm always so inspired there. I love going to the Pousse. I love going to the left bank and walking around the little shops. And even if I don't buy there, I'm just always so refreshed and inspired. And I feel like they're always a little bit of ahead of everybody. And I just love their aesthetic because I feel like it's a little bit laid back, but a little bit fancy at the same time. And the way that they mix, like you don't necessarily always see like one look. And I think that, that to me is great. And I, I just, I'm always so inspired by there. That definitely, I mean, and obviously New York, but um, if you had to say travel, Paris would have my heart. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely the city of romance, whether, you're, whether you happen to be with someone or just walking around looking at the beauty of the, um, of the architecture. It's, 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 a, it's a special place. What about the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your career? Um, I've learned so much. I've learned not to follow the trends and really to make things timeless. And, you know, the trends come and go so fast. Like I remember a few years ago, everything was ECOT. And I kept saying to my dad and my uncle, I'm like, I can't look at one more ECOT rug. You're just killing it. And they were buying it and doing it. I'm like, it's a trend. It's going to go away. You don't want to overly invest in anything like that. And, you know, it's, it's okay to have pieces of it, but you can't, have the whole room be that trend because you're going to get sick of it. And as everybody knows, decorating is expensive. It takes time. So you want to make sure, you know, maybe it's the e pillows or, you know, one e rug and then 
it's easy to take away if you do get sick of the thing. And then the other thing that I think a lot of new decorators and designers don't think about and people ask me all the time is scale. You know, and especially that we live in cities, it's like you can't just think of scale of the room. You have to think of scales of the doorways and the elevator shafts and how are you going to get it up five flights of stairs and are you going to assemble it on site? And, um, you know, things like that that a lot of people don't necessarily think about, especially early on in their designing careers. And if you're doing it at home personally, those are things that you have to, to be conscious of. So when you were doing your own room, do you actually start with the rug designs or where, when do you bring it in? I am a definitely a rug starter. I start the room with the rug and I build everything around it. I very early on, it took my, my, my townhouse project was almost over two years and I'm, I made the rug decisions at the very beginning of the project and I never wavered from it because I built the whole vibe around it. And the only thing that was hard for me is like when new things come in, I'm like, oh, I have to have this. Like when I see my samples. So a lot of it was like development samples that came in and I'm like, I have to have this. And these, these were great. And luckily, you know, they were development. And then by the time that I actually needed them installed, it was ready. But I definitely think the rug is the anchor of the room. And I think it's very important to start there. And then you can always, you know, there's always a million fabrics that you can choose from, but the rug is such a statement piece and makes such an importance to the room. And do your interiors evolve or do you do the whole thing and then you don't touch anything in that, in that room? You know, I only got to live in my apartment, my house for four months before I got kicked out because of COVID. So <laughs> I have a feel, I mean, I'm usually, I, I design really timeless. So I don't think that they would evolve. The only thing that I can say to you is I made my daughter's room a little white and I regret not doing like a beautiful scenic mural. So I think that her room will evolve, but the rest of the house, no. I mean, besides changing out some accessories and changing the flowers with the seasons, the room is pretty set. It, it's refreshing to hear that somebody like you makes mistakes as well. <laughs> no, I had such I had such a clear vision of what I wanted for her, and she's such a girly girl, and she loves pink, and, and it's how to marry our two styles together. So I went a little bit more for what I would like, not necessarily what she would like. And then she has accents of pink all over her room, but I think that if I could do it again, I would give her that pop in a way that was more for both of us. And, and also, you know, she's, she's six. So I know I have like six years before she's very <laughs> opinionated. So I should have gone for it there. And I still might, I still make change one of her walls and do like a feature wall just to give her like some more pink. And is she following in her mother's footsteps? Does she have that creative gene? She is so creative and she's always, she's into fashion. She's always accessorizing. She's always wearing a million bracelets and headbands and necklaces. And, you know, she's always like decorating her room and telling me what color. She's very strong, opinionated, very creative. Uh, Even here, I bought her, I've been into these vintage old quilts. I don't know, you know, like from like the 1900s, very, and she, I had blue ones around the house and she's like, I need one of these in pink to put over my bed. So I went on Etsy and I found her, you know, like a beautiful from like the, the late 1800s, very classical. And then she put her pillows on it and made it her thing. And it has like her bright pink loveys and her dolls. And it's, it's cute. She's very into it. Ah, sweetheart. So Ashley, where are you at your happiest and, and who's with you? I'm at my happiest on the beach, surrounded by my family. Lovely. 
Oh, well, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. We're really, really grateful. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. I'm sorry I'm not there in person. I wish I could be. Yeah. And the second I can travel, I will be coming to London. Well, hoorah. It would be lovely. It would be lovely to see you. We can come have a coffee together in the start show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you want to hear more about the world of design and decoration, sign up to our newsletter at countryandtownhouse.co.uk. And for more podcasts, listen to Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf with their What's On Culture podcast.